Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the good people over at Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. We're recording this episode on Thursday night, June 29th, but we are releasing it on free agency day, Friday morning, June 30th. Um, and with that being said, man, today we have a, a jam-packed episode. We we thought it was going to be a, a simple, quick episode because we did want to record also a bonus episode tomorrow after free agency, depending on whether or not we do something or don't do anything um, and kind of share our reactions to that. Um, but in this episode, man, the, the minute we started kind of thinking about the different topics that we're going to talk about, we had a full jam-packed you know, agenda. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about some of the decisions that we've already made today on some of our guys. Uh, we're going to touch base on Paulo Bancaro and his decision to move forward with Team USA. And they kind of talk about our predictions tomorrow for free agency. But before we do that, it has been a week since we drafted Anthony Black and Jet Howard. And um, I, I'll be honest with you, our reaction and how we feel about these picks are definitely a lot different now than they were at the time. And that could have been just because we were very passionate about the guys that we wanted. Could also have been like the 50% off tequila bar that they had at the Amway Center. It could be a mixture of both. Um, but I want to get your thoughts out before we move forward into the rest of the topics today. Um, how are you feeling with the picks, man? How are you feeling now with Anthony Black and Jet Howard as our picks? Again, I know in the very beginning, you know, we we were looking at guys like, you know, Grady Dick, Cam Whitmore. We're looking at Taylor Hendricks. We're looking at a lot of different prospects, not necessarily Anthony Black. Anthony Black was a player that um, was pretty listed across the board on a lot of the mock drafts um, landing to Orlando. And, and we we're kind of thinking that we we're going to go against the grain on that because that's normally how we operate. But that wasn't the case. That's that's kind of the route that we went. And so tell me, how do you feel now a week later uh, from the NBA draft? So I think it's definitely helped to, you know, watch the uh, Anthony Black uh, YouTube documentary. It's helped to know that, hey, Tracy McGrady's, Jet Howard's uh, Godfather. So like we we went to this rabbit hole, right? Like finding out more about these guys. Because to be honest with you, like personally, I know I didn't do any research on Anthony Black, very little. I know BJ's video. It's kind of my extent of my research on Anthony Black. And then Jet Howard was a guy that we've heard about personally myself again, not a lot of research. But after watching tape on the guy, I think that there is a lot to like. Um, like one thing for me that came out of the the tapes that I've watched is the fact that he is a more offensive creator, more of a weapon on the offensive end all around than probably Grady Dick would be. Uh, he can create more with the ball in his hands. Um, he's a pretty good shooter as it is. So a lot to like there. Um, and at the end of the day, man, my, my, my last takeaway on this is these guys are now magic players. They are now our guys. So no matter what happens, we're going to root for them. We're going to hope for the best. Um, and that's what I said last week on the episode. Like, hey, like in the moment, this is our initial reaction. This is how it's landing on us right now. Give us a few days. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, these guys are our players. We're going to support them. Um, but I'm feeling better now. How about you? Has anything changed from last Thursday till now? 
my perspective has changed. Obviously, I'm hyped, man. There, there are guys now. They're they're wearing the pinstripes, so there's a lot to be excited about. Um, definitely hearing uh, the press conference from Jeff Wellman afterwards, kind of not necessarily explaining the pick, but but just touching base a little bit in regards to Jay Howard and how you know half of the season he played injured, so they believe that he can offer more on the defensive end and be able to be more of a two way guy than what he was able to show in Michigan. Um, and the fact that, man, at the end of the day, we're still getting like really, really big players, man. They're, they're, they're definitely elite, uh, elite on their positional size, which is awesome to see and allows us to be flexible in a lot of ways. So, um, I get it, man. Uh, Jeff Wellman alluded a lot to, you know, fit and fight and believes that these are the two guys that are going to be able to do that, you know, the, the best out of the draft. Um, again, with, with Anthony Black, I still believe as if, you know, he wasn't our primary target, um, but that's that's the guy that we went with, man. And I'm 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 excited for him. Uh, the YouTube video makes you easily fall in love with the guy, his documentary that's on his channel. So if you haven't watched that, he's already dropped about, you know, four episodes. Um, and, you know, you really get a chance to to fall in love with the with the personality and magic always go after high character guys. And and they, they definitely fall under that under that bucket. And um, I think one of the things I, I, I love about Anthony Black um, it's the fact, man, this dude was was a five star recruit on the football field as a wide receiver. Uh, you're talking about a guy that, you know, was heavily coveted, could have played, you know, football in Arkansas, could have went, you know, and, and tried to journey off into the NFL. And, you know, you, you can sit here and say, man, easily the Orlando Magic, if we if we want to put this team on a gridiron, you know, I, I like I like our our chances on on beating other teams. Um, you know, put put Anthony Black as your wide receiver, you know, put Jalen Suggs as your quarterback. Paulo Ben Carroll, you know, I, I know that he played a little quarterback, but man, you're you're a big body, so we're gonna have to put you on the tight end um on the field. But um man, I, I, I like that he has that aspect about him. He explains a lot when he talks about his experience with football on how that allows him to be like really tough in a lot of aspects and he brings that that football side of him onto the field. So when you when you couple that with you know, Jalen Suggs and, and Paolo Mancaro and then bringing that kind of mentality to the game. I, I love it, man. I think it's exciting. Um, and and Jet Howard, man, I, I think that there's going to be, you know, it might be another piece where a lot of people, they weren't happy about Franz Wagner in that pick and he ended up shining. This is another opportunity for that. Um, so I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited to see what we end up doing in Summer League. Um, but again, man, the, these guys are are now officially a part of the Orlando Magic, and they're who we root. They're who we root for, you know. And uh, like, kind of even think back, like, uh, you know, we a lot of people really wanted Grady Dick. I hate his outfit. Like, I hated that he was wearing all red. Like, I hate all of it even more now. Like, man, forgetting he's a Raptor now. So why why do we care? Um, but I'm excited for our guys, and and really looking forward to see you know the next step of that, and the fact that you know this is what I love about the NBA. What I love about the NBA is that there's there's a lottery. You really don't know anything. There's a draft. You really don't know anything. Doesn't matter who you draft. You know everything's still a mix up. You know that's that's all part of the journey. Season one could be terrible. Season five can be amazing. You know it's it's one of those things where we have to wait and see. The great thing is that with summer league, we don't have to wait too long. So when it comes to summer league, Al, what are you most excited about? I mean, there's a lot to like. Obviously, the two rookies, right? We, we can't wait to see what they look like. Um, but Caleb Houston is another guy that I'm interested to see. Hey, has he grown at all from last season to now? I know last year he was strictly kind of more of a hustle guy, a three-point shooter. Um, I want to see more of him in summer league. Maybe the ball in his hands a little more, creating a little more. 
Um, but I think a guy that I'm also really, really uh, intrigued by is this kid that we just signed to our summer league team, uh, Kay Soto uh, from the uh, Philippines. Uh, kid has a huge following. I mean, we made that post uh, about him joining the team and it, it, it went viral. Like people started retweeting like crazy and liking it. And fans from the Philippines started saying that they can't wait to see this kid play for our team. Most importantly, they want to see him stick with the team. Um, he's to me a dark horse to maybe make it uh, as a two-way player with the Magic. If he can perform well, he's a tall guy. He can shoot it a little bit. He can, he can move a little bit with the ball in his hands. So he's a guy that I think our front office likes. Obviously, they like length, they like uh, tall players. So keep an eye on him. But for me, those are the guys that I'm looking for. The rookies, Caleb, and I think Case Soto may, may impress some people if he plays as well as uh, his fan base thinks that he will. Yeah, seven foot three. You're talking about if he makes the team, he'll be the first full blood Filipino to make it into the NBA. A lot of people are excited about him. On our last podcast, there was a lot of people commenting saying, "I can't believe you guys haven't said anything about Kai Soto." A lot of people are really, really hyped about him. So, yeah, man, another really, really big body that you're able to put into the summer league to really see how this team gels. And uh, I love the fact that Kevon Harris is going to be in there. If you haven't been following him on social media. I mean, he's already, he's already been grinding. Like, the minute that the season was over, he was already putting a lot of the work in. Um, so I'm really excited to see these young guys go, man. I, I honestly feel like the Summer League, they they put a really good team together. And uh, we're going to be able to see already off the back some of our guys um, kind of already touch base and and play and, and build that relationship on the court with um, Jet and Anthony Black. Um, let me, let man, me ask on, you this on, real quick. Uh-huh. Do you think that we'll see the rookies play more than two games? I hope so. I hope so. Man, I, I hope, I hope so they too. let him play the the full the full right. I know that's not necessarily the um the normal trend, but um man, if they if they start winning, like I, I what I want is I want them to be able to set the tone early. You know what I mean? I, I want them to to have the goal of wanting to win the summer league championship. It's not important, right? But at least sets the sets the tone, sets the foundation. Um whether or not they, they do or they don't. Uh, just early on, I, I want I want them to succeed, man. I want us to be able to see success. I I want to see everything that people have been telling me about Anthony Black and and Jet Howard. I want it. I wanted to scream, you know, through the TV screens. I want to be able to see that high basketball IQ, the playmaking. I want the defense to be spectacular from Anthony Black. I want him to be to outbody everyone. I want to. I want to see him utilize his six foot seven frame and and you know really really take that as an advantage and kind of, you know, just, just play big basketball, man. Jay Howard, I want him to shoot lights out. I, I would be amazing if he goes out first game and he, he drops like six, seven threes. I think that would be extremely exciting for the fan base. Especially uh, Anthony Black. If you think about him, the way that he's been shooting it, um, kind of leading up to summer league, leading into the draft workouts, we now got a chance to see him shooting a ton of three-point shots, working on that shot. It definitely looks better than he did in college. So I definitely want to see him kind of put that to display a little bit in summer league and say, hey, let me let me just let it fly, see how it goes. Um, I mean, like I said, it definitely looks better. We've seen some shooting that he's done, um, preparing for the draft workouts. It, it looked really good, to, to say the least. So if he can be a decent shooter, man, that changes my mind completely on that number six pick because that was the biggest issue with me is that I get it. The height, I get it. The fact that he's a great player coming out of college, but we need a shooting. And if he's improved that aspect, again, that would only make us that much better. 
And what I really want to see is I want Anthony Black to go out there and just let it fly from three-point land. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter if he's not hitting. Like, I still want to, I want to see that that attempt, like, in the, the four, five, six range. I want him to shoot that. And we, we saw that viral video of, of him kind of making a couple of dribble moves and then shooting from the three. And everything looked good. The mechanic looked good. The flow looked good. Um, and we're really hoping that that ends up translating into into the game, into the NBA game. For sure. It's going to be exciting. I know we, we're looking forward to that, but that's actually, what, a week away exactly from today? So uh, we're almost getting there. Yeah. Now, today, Thursday, June 30th, excuse me, June 29th, um, <clears throat> NBA has been active. There's been a lot of financial decisions happening um, with NBA players today, and some of those decisions landed on the Orlando Magic front door, with the Orlando Magic deciding not to exercise their option on MCW and Admiral Schofield and picking up Goga's team option. So talk to me. How do you feel about that? MCW, um, who is someone that we ended up picking up late, didn't get a whole lot of time on the floor, but that was a veteran presence. And Admiral Schofield, who is was a grinder, um, played a lot of time with with our G League team, and and we finally got him a contract very, very similar to uh, Devin Kennedy. And now... It's just Goga, who we ended up picking up. So that leaves us really Gary Harris as our our main vet on our roster. So what do you think about those moves? Well, I think it's what we expected. I know for me personally, I know that we don't have that many roster spots right now. So they had to make a decision on some of these guys. Um, Not surprised to see MCW as much as we like him, um, to see him go. Um, Same thing with Schofield. Dude played really hard for us, was a solid player for us, never complained about his role. So sad to see him go because he worked really hard to earn minutes. And when he got minutes, he played okay. Like I, I never had a complaint of him kind of trying to do too much. He knew his role. He stuck to it. Nothing really, again, dislike about that. Um, Goga, though, was kind of surprising, to to be honest. I, I expected the three of them to be cut today. That was just my expectation. Just because right now we only have one roster spot available. If you bring back... Mo Wagner, which I think many of us expect him to come back because Franz is still on the team. That's his brother. That's a full roster for us. Now, don't forget, we got some decisions to make tomorrow too. Tomorrow we have Gary Harris' decision, Ball Ball, and Markel. I definitely expect Markel to be back. But Ball Ball and Gary Harris, we'll see what happens with that right before free agency starts tomorrow. But as of right now, I can see why they brought Goga back. I mean, the kid played hard in his time with the Magic. He had a few double-doubles in, in, in kind of limited minutes. He played hard. I, I like what he brought to the table. I just need to, again, understand what's going to happen tomorrow and then in free agency because right now, only one roster spot available. I think we need to make some more changes in order for us to compete for a playoff spot next season. Yeah, I, listen, I, we're, we're going to talk about the predictions in a little bit, but um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all. Um, I thought that Goga towards the end um, brought a lot of value for for what he was. You know, you're you're looking at a third string center, right? Right after Wendell and Mo, and the little bit of time that we had, I like what we what we saw. He was able to stretch the floor a little bit, um, played really really big basketball. He's a bigger body, um, a lot of defensive effort that we saw as well. So I'm I'm not mad at it. He's still young, so he fits in that time um, that time stamp stamp with with the group that we have. I'm excited for it. I, I love the fact that we brought him brought him back. MCW, man, I, I'm a big fan of Michael Carter Williams. I know a lot of people aren't aren't on that island, and, and I'm okay with it, man. But I, I love the fact that 
um, you know, he was open to coming back even. And we talked about it like previously, like during the offseason, even now, my man's rocking Orlando Magic here while he's working out. You know, he's a positive influence. He's someone that went as high as as winning uh, rookie of the year, um, highs in the NBAs, a lot of lows in the NBAs and in the middle. He was able to find a home in Orlando for a little while. And, you know, what? Whatever it is that he does next, man, he's a he's a positive, positive energy, man. And and unfortunately, it didn't work out with us. But you know, hopefully, he finds a home somewhere else. Uh, and then Ad- Admiral Schofield, man, like I, I feel like he's been with us for a long minute. And you know, he he fought his way to be able to get the contract. He got the contract, and that's that's the dream. Um, so unfortunately, it stops here unless the Magic end up bringing him back on a two way, which I I kind of can't see that happening. Um, but man, decisions that, that have to be made. And unfortunately, I don't think this is it. I think more decisions are going to have to be made with some of the play, some of these players that we're, we're really big fans of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it does a part of, of the business that kind of sucks, right? And also as fans, we, we get so bought into these guys. We, we kind of hate to see the team break up, but we know it's coming. And I think if you're a listener or a viewer right now, mentally get ready for that because as we get through the next few months and years ahead, there will be some tough decisions, and we've been saying it for a while now. That like consolidation has to happen in this roster in order for us to get the right pieces uh, around Paolo and Franz and whoever else we keep acquiring. Um, but even right now, like this roster is not well balanced. Even right now, there's some kind of question marks. So how does it all fit? Um, I don't think it all get answered over the next few days. I think this goes into the season, um, but definitely over the next 12 months to 15 months, we may see some key decisions being made that we may not be fans of, but they have to be made. And that, and that's part of the, like what what made us feel better about drafting Anthony Black and and Jay Howard when we when we do look at the roster, you know everyone obviously there there's there's a some level of a logjam, right? Um, but man, uh, a lot of these players there, there there's a reason why we go after the versatility is for us to be a lot flexible. Is it's not necessarily that you're you're stuck at the one position, two, three. The whole idea, and they they alluded to it a lot, is. You know, the the magic they're they're looking for that positionless basketball. You know your your six foot seven point guard that you just acquired. Maybe you can put him at the three. He's someone that can guard the three position. Um, Cole Anthony, even though he's a, he's he's a lot smaller, um, you know for his position, he's so strong. He's such a weapon offensively. He doesn't have to be the primary ball handler. You can put him at the two. So I'm excited to see what that looks like during the season. Anthony Black. You know, starting as your point guard with the second unit, Cole Anthony being more aggressive offensively, you know, as that shooting too. Um, but you know, we still got to figure it out because if you if you're putting a lot of focus around Jay Howard, um, and you know, you're starting Gary Harris at the two, like what what are we? Or excuse me, Jalen Suggs at the two. What are you doing with Gary Harris or or vice versa? There has to be time, you know, for for everyone. But again, they talked a lot about making sure that the rookies they're 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 earning their minutes. They're not just being given. So maybe there will be moments where we don't see Jay Howard play, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Maybe there's moments that we only see him play, you know, 10 minutes. It allows for them to to really earn their spot in the NBA and show that, you know, they're they're they can be a valuable asset to the team. I think so too. Now, with that being said, I know we have tomorrow another big deadline um coming up, which is we talked about earlier. Um, the contracts of Gary Harris, Ball Ball, and Markel Falls are not guaranteed for next season. Um, as of right now, the Magic have to make a decision tomorrow whether or not they want to pick up those options. If you ask me, the whole Markel Fall situation, it's a given. They're going to bring him back. Um, just so you all know, that doesn't mean that he's only here for a year. 
we have until September 30th, I believe, to negotiate a new contract with him and a contract extension. Um, so that will come later on in the summer. But for now, do you expect Gary Harris and Bo Ball to be back in a Magic uniform next season? I do. I do. Um, you know, if you decide to go a different route, again, Gary Harris, if you're not counting Markel Fultz and, and Jonathan Isaac as your vets, because they, they've been in the NBA for a minute, right? They're not they're not new guys. Um, outside of that, Gary Harris is your only vet. So if you decide to go a different way, um, and that granted, that's a big indicator, because if we don't bring him back, then we definitely have to be players in free agency. And that opens up a lot of a lot of cash for us. Um, but man, I don't, I don't see us really doing a whole lot. Like I, I, I wouldn't be mad and I wouldn't be surprised if we really didn't do anything in free agency. You know, it's, it's, it's one, I'm not crazy about this free agency class. And I've mentioned that numerous times and two, kind of see what you have, man. Uh, the, the fact that you're going to get Jonathan Isaac back, the fact that you're adding two additional new guys, you know, you're, you're able to like let it play out, see what you have, see what works, experiment a little bit, like don't don't go crazy, but experiment a little bit. Um, and then kind of revisit it, you know, later on in the season. Um, so I, I don't I don't expect for them to do anything anything crazy. I, I expect to see Gary Harris back and, and Bobo, you know, is still it's still an experiment that we're still we're still trying to figure out. And, you know, if a player like Bobo isn't isn't brought back, you know, it's it's a popular name, fan favorite. You know, the all of the NBA world knows what he is. Uh, he had a he had a massive season um, where he was able to showcase a lot of his skill set. You know, we're, we're probably the only ones that are looking at him as like, dude, your defense is terrible. I wish it would be better. But everyone else is seeing all the highlights and, and you know, all his viral moments. And, you know, there there's 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 a there's a popularity, a popularity about him that that people like. So even if it's not with the magic, my man's going to get a contract quickly i think so too i i think though that if by any chance tomorrow any point you get that tweet from Woj or whoever it may be saying hey the magic have not or have decided to not uh extend or pick up the option on gary harris just keep an eye on that because that would mean that something crazy is going to happen um just so all you guys know after we cut today um mcw and schofield the magic now have 27 million dollars in cap space heading into free agency if they decide to cut or not bring back Gary Harris, that's an additional $13 million. That would put us at $40 million in cap space heading into next season with only really two roster spots available. So what does that mean? Like, well, what do they have in mind is the question, if, they, if that's what they do. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, what's going to happen. But if it does, keep an eye, because they may have already some sort of agreement in place with a vet that I already kind of told them, yes, I, I'm okay going to Orlando, pay me this, this many years, we're good. Verbally, they've agreed to it because there is no way in my mind they're going to simply let Gary Harris go for no reason. So if yeah, that so happens tomorrow, that's when we have to all kind of just be on Twitter the whole day refreshing because something else will come. Yeah, on social media, someone had retweeted a, a segment, uh, I believe it was on ESPN, and they were talking to Brooke Lopez um, where they were asking him, you know, what what are what are some of the gifts that you hope that you get to kind of be that additional edge, that nudge to to re-sign, right? And he he responded back saying, you know, I, I don't I don't want I don't want pets, I don't want none of that. What would be great is is a VIP tour around Disney World. That's what he said. So who knows, man? I, I've seen wild things happen in the NBA. Who knows what those things are, who they've spoken to. Um, they, they can definitely go a lot of different directions. One thing that I will say is, 
you know, with the announcement of James Harden opting into his contract and, and, you know, having that conversation with the Sixers front office to find a new home and work on a trade, you know, the, the connection between the Orlando magic and Fred Van Vliet, in my opinion, um, kind of dwindles down so much more because I see uh, an ideal situation for Fred Van Vliet to sign uh, right back with his former uh, head coach, Nick Nurse, in Philadelphia. Like, to me, that that makes sense, and they, they're, they're going to need somebody to kind of fill that void on the offensive end to provide Joel Embiid some support. But not only that, I think we're, we're getting links also from Van Vliet going to Houston, supposedly. They're, they're going to simply throw the max for two years at him. They want to um, throw the max at everybody. They do. They've been linked to everyone out there. Cal Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Fred Fleet, um, Austin in the past. So let's see what happens with that. But the good thing is we're hearing some other teams kind of interested in Fred Fleet. Hopefully that won't be to Orlando. Just again, we have too many young guards that I prefer to give those minutes to over him. Um, so it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow or tonight if you, if you listen to this on Friday. It's just going to be wild again if Kerry Harris is not brought back I think that's gonna just throw everything off and, and keep an eye on that but if he is brought back I don't expect any major moves I maybe expect a backup center to be added uh to the roster but that's about it yeah I mean let's let's elaborate more on uh the free agency so the the first thing I want to say about free agency is I love the fact that it's on a Friday love the fact that it's at 6 p.m I still remember free agency you know, starting at midnight and, and crazy things are happening at 12, 1230, one o'clock in the morning. It's like, dude, guys, I, I got to work in the morning. Like, <laughs> like you remember the crazy story with Mark Cuban and um, uh, what's his name? DJ. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, you know, him being locked in the house and Doc Rivers and Blake Griffin wasn't letting him outside. Like something crazy. Right. So really, really glad that is now at a reasonable time. Uh, again, free agency will start at 6 p.m but people are still having conversations and agreements beforehand. It's like <clears throat> the minute 6 p.m. starts is kind of where all the, the official action ends up happening. Yeah, so I mean, 6 p.m. hits, and pretty much just when all the like confirmations happen. It's not even like, oh, they're talking. They're going to meet with this player today. No, no, no. That's Woj and Shams going at it like crazy, dumping 10, 15 tweets, letting you know who signed with who already. So to your point, all this conversation are ha- probably happening tonight. They already happened last week. They happened right after the draft. So tomorrow it kind of becomes official. Um, so again, tomorrow is a, it's a big day for that reason. But now that you bring that, man, I remember the days of real GM going to the forums and, and keeping an eye on things. Who came to Orlando? What, what plane came to Orlando? Um, and it was around that time, you know, between like 7 p.m. to midnight. Like, what's happening? So I kind of enjoy those days. But to your point, if you have to go to work the next day, it made it really complicated. Now we can actually end the workday, grab a beer, and enjoy ourselves last night, tomorrow morning. Uh, just refreshing Twitter nonstop because that's what's going to be our evening tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Now, we keep seeing a name connected to the, to the Orlando Magic. Um, Max Truce. Um, I know that there's, there's people that have mixed feelings with him. Um, is he better than Gary Harris? Yes or no? Do we want another? Do we want a player from the Miami Heat who we know are more known to be scheme players? Um, but talk to me. Is that is that somebody that you're interested in? Would you be okay if the Magic decided to go that route? Twenty seven years old, um, expected contract around you know four years, forty mil. I think I saw you know three years, twenty twenty five million for for other teams. What are your thoughts on Max? 
I mean, it's a tough one because I, I do want a shooter. Um, I want any shooter to be added to this roster. So he kind of fits that bill. Only problem is when you talk about, we only have, again, one roster spot available. Um, if you bring back Gary Harris and now you're bringing also Max Strews, too many guards. Who who plays? If you replace Gary Harris with Max Strews, my only defense is Gary Harris has proven that he cannot stay healthy in his time with Orlando. I like him a lot. He's a great vet. He can shoot it well. But two main issues that I have with Gary Harris is he doesn't shoot it enough for us. And number two is he cannot stay healthy. So he's a vet. He's a shooter. But he's not shooting it enough. And he's not on the court to make an impact enough. So if the Magic decide we're going to let Gary Harris walk, and we're going to bring in Max Strews, there's got to be something behind that decision. Either Gary, Gary Harris said, I want to go to a contender. Please let me walk, which the Magic have proven that they will do right by the player every single time. Um, so if that happens, there's more to the story that we may be aware of. And if that is the case, I wouldn't mind him because, again, he is a shooter. He's a specialist. That's what he does. He goes to the court to shoot threes. And we need guys like that in this roster to help Paolo and Franz right now because, unfortunately, we saw it last year. Paolo getting three defenders on him. He can average 20 all, all, all he wants, but that's not going to make us a better team. We need Paolo to be able to create with the ball in his hands and also in the post. Uh, and that only happens if all the guys around him are getting attention as well. So he fits the bill in the right situation, the right um, – if the right thing happens tomorrow with Gary Harris. That's the thing. Like, again, I can't, I can't be on board with thinking that, you know, he's better than Gary Harris. I think Gary Harris still brings a whole lot of value. There's already, you know, his, his connection with the team, the, the relationships that he's built. Um, he's still a very, very solid player. Um, you know, I, I would be okay if we didn't do that. Like stick, stick with what you know. Um, you know, a lot of fans, they were they were kind of hoping that, you know, the Magic would target Nikola Vucevic. And, you know, as we know, he's decided to go back to Chicago on a three-year 60-mil deal, which is amazing. 20-mil deal for, for Nikola Vucevic. We'll see you in three years. He's mentioned previously in the past that, you know, he's he hasn't closed the door on a return to Orlando. But <clears throat> we're riding the Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter wave right now. Um, you know, just recently... Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was talking about, um, you know, if there's one player that he wished that he can come to a team and and help and support, it's Wendell Carter Jr. A lot of people look at Wendell as a player that still has a whole lot of upside, a lot of upside. Um, again, con- his contract is is friendly and it's it's amazing. Like there, there's, in my opinion, why why mess that up? You know, the, if there's one center that I can look at and say, hey, I I do want, and I think that it would you know, enhance our ceiling of this team is a player like Brooke Lopez. But even him, he's a very, very older player. He's 35 years old. Um, and Wendell, he's he provides a lot of that value. He's a fan favorite. So um, I don't know, man, this this free agency kind of scares me a bit um, because I, I really don't want the dynamic of the team to change fully just yet. I'm on board with you already added some some new blood to the team kind of see what you have. What does scare me is the fact that we have a really, really young team and vets are important and we don't have enough of them. So um, it's going to be interesting what what we end up doing tomorrow, if we do anything. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, too, we have, like I said earlier, $27 million in cap space um, right now. We got to spend some money because the NBA, the new CBA has a, a new rule in there that says the teams are supposed to spend 90% off their um, salary cap um, so 
with that being said, even if we bring back Gary Harris, we bring back Bobo, we still got to spend a, a, at least some money in free agency or via trade later on in the summer. So they, they got to make some moves. Um, again, it may not all happen over the weekend, but something will have to happen here over the of this summer or before the season the season starts. Um, so we, we got to pay attention because something is going to go down. Yep. So again, free agency starting Friday, 6 p.m. Um, again, we're, we're going to start getting more of the answers that we've been looking for. Um, and if, uh, if something does happen, we drop another episode. Simple as that. All right. Let's talk about Paolo Bancaro. So exciting news, right? He ended up announcing that he's going to be playing for Team USA um, for the FIBA World Cup, which is awesome for us. Unfortunately, not so awesome for uh, the Italian Basketball Federation, who um, they're not they're not entirely excited about um, his decision. And in quote, they said it was a legitimate decision, but he, Paolo Bencaro, could have made a call to communicate that to us. Instead, we learned about his decision for um, excuse me, from the newspaper Um, in the past few days. He was in Milan. He was traveling in Milan. Um, with the Jordan brand. It was the first time him visiting visiting um, Italy. And while he was in Milan, and despite our agreements with his agency, he avoided to meet with the coach of the Italian Basketball Federation. He then mentions betrayal, especially in basketball, is a strong word. Situations like this happen, and personally, I'm used to it, but he fooled us. We were planning a great commercial strategy for him. Now we need to turn this disappointment into positive energy, and I'm sure our coach will be able to do that. So now, with, with that being said, when you hear that, when you hear the words betrayal, when you hear the words, um, you know, I found out through the newspaper, we try to get in contact with him. He was in our country. And when you hear all these things, uh, who's really at fault? Uh, do you do you think that Paolo Bencaro dropped the ball and should have handled it better? Do you think that he should have played for Team Italy instead of you know Team USA? What what do you think? So it's tough, right? Because we we definitely want him to be in a, in a U.S. uniform, right? I think that that's choice number one. If we could pick uh, what he what we want him to do, but I'm not gonna lie, it would have been cool to see him kind of represent Italy. Um, that would have given him a, an entire new fan base out there in Italy that would support him. As, as a magic team as well. Italy becomes a team number one. They got they got an Italian player representing them. That could have helped us internationally as well. But ultimately, my opinion is I want him to play for Team USA. But that is not to say I'm not going to blame him. He's a 20-year-old kid. He's still learning the ways. But his agents should have done a way better job kind of just preparing him for what was going on. Take the meeting with the coach. Go to dinner with them. Come do on, whatever Mike. it takes. But do it right because unfortunately what they did was they dropped the ball they, they didn't handle it correctly paulo may not even have a clue that this stuff was being discussed behind the scenes so it could have been handled better to be honest with you uh now it comes across as if paulo kind of just simply said screw italy i'm gonna play for team usa while he was doing a tour in italy like that just doesn't look good at all that's just my opinion <laughs> what about you <laughs> yeah a lot, a lot more time could have <laughs> like like glad the good thing like they should have been worried once he was inside italy and he didn't announce that he was playing for team italy like that's really sure. when you should have been worried um you know someone had mentioned this and it, it makes total sense like italy had nothing to do um directly with with his ability to play basketball right his his mom was the really the driving force when it came around basketball um you know paulo just recently again visited italy for the very very first time and you know, Italy did approach Paolo when he was about 17, 18, 
Um, they helped him get his citizenship um, with with Italy. And, you know, they want to put him on the team right away. And then COVID kind of happened. So it kind of put everything on hold. And then really the situation changed the minute that he went to Duke, was drafted number one in the NBA draft. And then all it took was, you know, Grant Hill to reach out, who is former Brotherhood, former Orlando Magic, and reach out and kind of say that they were they were interested. You know, I, I do think that it's important to note that, you know, part of the reason why he, in my opinion, he was really interested in playing for Italy um, is the fact that, you know, Paolo Bancaro in high school, he he tried out for, you know, the USA juniors and, you know, he got cut a couple of times and he even stated that, you know, it was really, it left a salty taste in his mouth, kind of being looked over. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's, it's team USA, man, his mom played for team USA, um, as well. So it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're able to represent your country in the highest capacity. And this is one of the ways that you're, you're able to do that. Now, the issue is that, you know, let's, let's see what his role is really, really going to be. He's going to have to battle out minutes with, with bridges and cam Johnson at the power forward. Um, you know, it is one of the team's deeper positions. They still have to fill it with one more position. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. What is kind of messed up is I agree with you, Al. I, I think that there should have been better representation um, in regards to communication with the Federation. Just because, man, Paolo Bencaro is still a 20-year-old kid. Like, it's not his job is to play basketball. His representation's job is to be able to kind of smooth things over. You know, it didn't seem like it seemed like they were they were really hurt by the decision. But they they also understand. Um, but I will say this isn't the first time that Paulo Bancaro has done this. Um, his mom played for the University of Washington, um, and they were kind of expecting for Paulo Bancaro to play for the University of Washington, and he ended up jetting over to to Duke University. So, you know, hopefully this isn't a trend, man. Hopefully it is not a trend because we don't want to see, we don't want to have those problems later on for us. Um, I do feel bad for for Italy just because, uh, again, he gave them the impression. That he wanted to. He said in in interviews, um, you know, during during media day, he wore the Italian flag uh, around around his shoulders. Um, even on his social media, he has Italian flags on on his social media. So um, it's it's tough for them. But I'm excited to be able to have all the full access to watch every single game and him represent Team USA is super dope. And I'm looking forward to to buying a Team USA Paolo Bancaro jersey. Let's just say that. Oh, for sure. That's going to happen for sure. Yeah. So awesome. You know what I mean? So now let me, let me ask you from that point, him playing for team USA. Cause we've talked about this before. We wanted him. We were on, we were on the fence of man. Do we even really want him to play team USA? He just had a really, really long season. Would it be better if he worked out on his own, worked out on his game, improved his jump shot, um, and kind of relax a little bit, or are you happy that he's going to take this time and and you know play for Team USA, where you know he's going to get the exposure, he's going to get the the ability to develop even more playing in in that level of basketball. I mean, it's always scary, right? When you think about the fact that he could get hurt. I mean, same thing with Franz. But at the end of the day, man, it's a great experience. It's a way for him to grow his game, become a better player. Um, and not for nothing, it's a way for him to also get to know some of these dudes that are equally as talented as he is. And you never know the way that the NBA works, man. That's how you make friends. So you find people that hopefully in the future you can convince to come into Orlando, maybe and join you to play here. So health aside, I think it's a great thing for him. It's just, I hope he stays healthy throughout and that he puts on a show, man, because that's going to put us on the map even more. 
Yeah, I think so too. I'm okay with it. Again, you you <laughs> you fear the injuries, right? Because we had already a scare last summer league when he had the ankle um, issue. Um, so you you hope that that doesn't happen. You hope that you know the players are protected. But we saw the benefits that Franz Wagner had for playing for um playing for his country in in Germany. So it's it's one of those things where you know you you hope that he takes it, runs with it, and then kind of just bleeds into into the season. Now, next up, we do have Summer League. Summer League does start July 8th, 5.30 against Detroit. The great thing about these Summer League games is that they are going to be televised on ESPN, NBA TV, ESPN2. So July 8th, 5.30, July 10th, 8.30, July 12th, 8 o'clock, July 13th at 9 p.m. We're going to be playing. We're going to see teams. Um, we're going to see Detroit, Indiana, New York, and Portland. Um, and, that, man, that's that's pretty much it. Start a free agency. Again, starts when you guys are watching this Friday, starts today, 6 p.m. Um, and then Summer League, right around the corner, July 7th, 4th of July. So enjoy that vacation, enjoy that holiday, and then we get right back to work um, with Summer League. Um, Al, final thoughts? Exciting times, man. It's a big day today. Uh, like you mentioned, if something crazy goes down today, we will be recording another episode, uh, giving our reactions. Um, otherwise, we'll just, at any point over the weekend, we may have to jump in and give an update. But uh I'm kind of hoping something happens. I, I I do want us to run it back, but uh, I wouldn't be mad if the Magic made some tough decisions that they have to make and make us a better team as a result. So let's see what happens. How about you? Yeah, no pressure whatsoever. Don't make a, a move just to make a move. Don't make a sign just to make the sign. I, I get that we have to spend a certain amount of money to, to be able to hit that cap floor. But, um, man, there's a lot of things to be excited for. Um, and the way that the Orlando Magic have always operated is that they end up doing something completely left field that we don't even think about. So we'll see what, what ends up happening. If you have your phones tomorrow, make sure you have your notifications on on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. We're going to be keeping a close, close eye on everything that's happening, and we'll we'll let you know as soon as we know. On that note, it's a wrap. I appreciate you guys listening and watching, and we will catch you hopefully tomorrow. Peace. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.